When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Bruins fans, and welcome to episode 72 of Bruins Beat, brought to you by CONS Radio. I'm Mike with Joe and Jason, and uh, we'll have Jimmy Murphy joining the show momentarily. But uh, we will start the show off without him to start. And uh, the Boston Bruins are down two games to one against the Ottawa Senators after a heartbreaker the past two games in overtime. And even if the, even the first game came down to the wire when Brad Marchand scored. I mean, this series has been intense. It's been everything you wanted. It's been giving me a heart attack, but... Uh, the, the intensity's there. The, the Bruins and the Ottawa Senators have become such rivals recently. But, I mean, they've been on the short end of the stick in the two of the past three games because of penalties late in the game. And Riley Nash owned it, even though I don't agree with the penalty call yesterday. Chara, same thing in game two. Flipping the puck over the, the boards. I mean, you can't give a team like Ottawa power plays late in the game. You just can't do it. And that's why the Bruins are down two games to one right now. This is correct. Absolutely, and I'm prepared whenever you guys are ready for me to call Jimmy. Uh, let's, why not? Let's go. Let's get the... Let's get Jimmy on. on. Let's get Jimmy on and get, get, get some of his analysis on this, this series right. so far. We'll give analysis on uh, our big debate as well. So, uh, Mike, what's your feelings? Do you think we're gonna pull, they're going to pull this out, this series, or what? Michael. Joe. Michael. Hello. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. How's it going? Good. How's it going, guys? Jimmy Murphy. What's up, Jimmy? Thanks for joining us. What's going on? How's everything? Good, good. We're uh, not as good as we could have been if uh, the OTs went the other way, but... <laughs> That's still right, a so... young series. It's still, it is still a young series, but Jimmy, let me ask you. Obviously, the Bruins have gotten the short end of the stick the past two games in overtime because of penalties. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about the, the penalty call last night in overtime. Uh, I saw you had some interesting tweets about it. I uh, just want to get your thoughts on uh, the series so, so far and also on that penalty call last night. Yeah, I'll start with the penalty call there. I mean, obviously, it was a, it was a horrible call. And, it, you know, the, if you're going to call that, you got to call the other one the same way. Even it up. And there's no arguing that. And, and does it play a role in the loss? Yes. But, to, you know, what I didn't like today, and that's sort of what I was tweeting about, is just the general feeling on a lot of the airwaves and on Twitter and Facebook uh, of fans and media just, you know, simply looking at that and, and, and solely blaming that and saying, if that doesn't happen, the Bruins don't lose a game. Well, you know, first off, let's start off with if they decide to show up earlier than the second period maybe they don't lose a game. Or um, let's talk about that specific play uh, of the game-winning goal there where, you know, there's a horrible line change there, kind of another brain fart by Chari. takes forever getting off there. Um, and then Dominic Moore goes down and decides to chase Eric Carlson around, which is never going to be a fair race. And, and then, of course, you know, Tommy Cross gets caught flat-footed there, and, and Ryan beats him and then beats Rask. You know, and there's just a lot of little things like that, I, I think, throughout the game and then, you know, if we're going to look furthermore into the big picture of the series, the Bruins have beat themselves on many occasions, but let's not forget to, you know, and, and they've had some bad breaks with the refs, but let's not forget to give Ottawa some credit too. I mean, Ottawa's coming through in the clutch, and Ottawa is 
uh, you know, battled back and showed some resilience of their own. Uh, you know, have the Bruins been forced to show a little more because of all their energy? Sure. And I, I think that is, you know, if you're going to, if you want to make excuses, I, I think that's much more of a legit excuse than to blame the refs because uh, it, it's just part of the game. Well, we, we know that uh, Eric Carlson has just pretty much dominated the series uh, single-handedly. I mean, that, that goal he set up with Hoffman, that just that, that bomb, I mean, and then, of course, you know, uh, just the breakdowns on the, on the Bruins' D. Could you explain to me what the uh, rationale, Jimmy, was behind of playing cross over Greslick, who I believe played last year? Um, you know, I didn't get that at all. He looked, he looked lost out there. Yeah, and I don't. What about DeBrus too? I mean, you, why not call him up? I, I think there's a much uh, more options out. There's a lot of options out there. The only reason I can see with Cross right now is uh, that while he doesn't have too many NHL games under his belt, he does have a lot of pro experience. He's been around the organization for a while. He was a he's a captain down in Providence. He's a leader on that team. He's very familiar with Bruce Cassidy and, and, and being in a leadership position like he, like he is in Providence when he was in Providence with Cassidy, I think they, I, I don't know for a fact, but I'm guessing there must be a pretty good rapport that they built there. And I think Cassidy looked at it as like, you know what? This is a guy I can trust. That's going to keep it simple. He's going to come up here and do his thing. He's going to do what we ask. He's not going to take too many risks. Uh, you know, whereas maybe a younger player might do that. And maybe they feel they've just got so much youth already playing huge minutes, like with Charlie McAvoy, that they just wanted sort of an older, wiser type in there. But still, I mean, you know, it is the playoffs. You want you want to get your best possible lineup out there. And I, I, I think the combination of skill and leadership, there had to be a better option than Cross. And um, understanding that the Bruins' defensive core is actually depleted at the moment, have you been impressed with the way the Bruins have fought back and played this series so far? Yeah, no, that, that's another thing, too. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, maybe I came off as a bit too negative uh, in my tweets there, but I, I, I think that they've, they've been very resilient, and it's just proved to be too much. And, that, and that's no knock on the Bruins. I mean, they're, they're human, and that's just that's the way sports goes. Sometimes the injuries are going to just – be insurmountable, and it seems like that's what's going on with the Bruins right now. I, I think there's been two major things in this series, and like like I said, I'm not going to say the injuries are an excuse, but they're definitely playing a role in where the series is at. And I think the other thing is too that um, you know a lot of the big guys that the Bruins depend on, a lot of their go-to guys aren't stepping up right now. It's sort of been more a story of a you know. Yeah, we're seeing guys step up in the absence of these injuries. Like Kevin Miller has been unreal. I don't think he's getting enough credit. He's played un- unbelievable minutes, and he's really played sort of that Seidenberg or Johnny Boychuk type shutdown role. Uh, you know that Chara has to always play, but then they always had that sort of depth there with Boychuk and Seidenberg. I think Kevin Miller stepped in and played that role there. So I think there's, there's been a lot of great stories there. But at the same time, the other big thing to me is. What's going on with Brad Marchand? I mean, from from his selfish, you know, penalty he took uh, at the end of the season in the last two ga- in missing the last two games and hurting their chances of getting home advantage in this series, uh, to being basically besides that game winning goal in, ga- in game one, I, I don't know about you guys, man. I haven't noticed him much at all. Uh, I've noticed him a couple oh. times when he's taking a bad penalty. I've noticed him when he's whining, but I haven't noticed him for the right reasons and. Uh, you know, this is a guy that a lot of people now consider a superstar, and he's playing anything but a superstar right now. And to me, he just looks ordinary. Yeah, I mean, he, he has just, one goal in his, what, last 20-something playoff games. So Yeah, exactly. You hit the yeah, nail on the head, the bra- I think. Go, Go ahead, Jimmy, sorry. sorry. No, I was just going to say, I mean, they need the Brad Marchand of 2011. Sorry, you know? here we go again. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I think yeah, I totally agree. And um, like I think, I think what you said has been the series so far. The big guns for Ottawa are stepping up, like like Eric Carlson and Mike Hoffman and Bobby Ryan. All those players are stepping up. And the Bruins has Marshan. Uh, Pashnik hasn't hasn't been really that great besides the goal yesterday. Uh, Tukaras has been okay, not not as great as he was in Game One. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just want to ask you what your thoughts overall about uh, Charlie McAvoy's game. Obviously, highly sought after. 
uh, pick by the Bruins. Everyone, the game one, he really impressed. But I just want to get your overall thoughts on Charlie McAvoy's game and how do you think he will be a mainstay on this Bruins D going forward? Oh, yeah, for sure he's going to be. And I, I've been amazed at him. I mean, he has exceeded expectations. Now, I, lo- I know that he was pretty hyped up coming in, and, and, and there are a lot of lofty expectations there. But, you know, if you really watch the game, you step back, you've you got to calm yourself down a bit and say, All right, you know, if this kind of just keep it simple out there and not make a lot of mistakes. And you know what? If we don't notice them, that's a good thing. Because whenever you don't notice a defenseman, that's usually a good thing. It means they're doing their job. But right. he's gone way above that. And the poise he shows out there when he's carrying the puck, the poise he shows on the power play, on the point, you know, like I, I, I'm just amazed. He's, he's years beyond his age. And um, I think the future is very bright. The only thing I worry about for the poor kid is that with this amazing play in this series, you know, how much higher can he go? And, you know, is it going to be a letdown if, you know, he comes back next season and uh, his play kind of goes down to a normal 20-year-old's play? Um, but I, I just hope that people don't get too carried away and they let him develop properly. But he's been everything as advertised so far. He's no doubt. I, I got a really good question, Jimmy, to lead exactly off of that, specifically with the uh, young guys. With what the young guys on this defense – on this depleted defense in the playoffs are showing right now. Is this, is this promising for for the Bruins going to next year and going for the future to build up a team and make it to the Cup again? I think it's very promising. I think the key going forward now, if you're Don Sweeney and Cam Neely, but hopefully not too much of Cam Neely, it's more Don Sweeney calling the shots, um, is that keep developing these guys, keep filtering them in, but they need to go out and get a proven NHL defense, I mean, you know, like a Kevin Shattenkirk or, you know, a Jacob Trouba, something that's already got that experience under their belt, but is still young. Oh. Guys, you there? Yeah, did we lose Jimmy? Yeah, I think so. That's the last connection, but you know. Uh, we'll call back. Oh, you get him back. Um, what? Well, well, no, but... because... Do you want, you going to call him back, Jason? No, I'm not going to let him call back. He said he only had 10 minutes, so I think we already explored those 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, I think he would have told us, though. I don't think he would have just... Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that, but let's just talk about pretty much what he was saying, too. Like, I've been uh, really, really impressed with McAvoy. Uh, obviously, I hope he doesn't regress like he just said, but also, and I, I think the best point that Jimmy brought up was the big guns for Ottawa are stepping up and the big guns for the Bruins haven't, and that's been the key right. to the series. We've been talking about McAvoy. We've been talking about, you know... Achari playing well and all these young players that haven't really had a lot of playoff experience playing well for this team. But the problem is their big guys haven't been there. That's the, that's been the. Fergie's done nothing. I mean, Bacchus came to life a little bit last night. Crutchy just came back with half decent. But to your point, you know, you got what Hoffman, Bobby Ryan, and you got Erickson, you know, coming to play. So, um, yeah, they're they're not stepping up. They need their they need their big guys. Pashnak's finally scored, but he's he made, he's made a lot of mistakes. So, yeah, do something. Yeah, Eric Carlson's Krause, been the best player in the series, hands down. And it's, let us know. Let me know when you want to get into our debate about him. Yeah, we'll get into it soon. Uh, but he's been the best player in the series, hands down. And I think oh, that's sure. why the Bruins the Bruins are down two to one is because simply Eric Carlson can't cover him. No, the, and the Bruins don't have an answer for him, and they don't have anyone as talented as him. And that, that pass he made to hey Hoffman. Guys, I'm calling Jimmy back. He did, he did lose connection. That Hoffman uh, goal, was that ever, like, where was the defense? Like, how did that, that happen? Yeah, I don't know. He was way too open. Oh, God. And then Carlson, what, set up the game winner? And now, what, game two? Uh, I mean, how wide open was he to make the pass? I mean, they just get, they're all classed, on, you know, on that level. Yeah, he's, he has super skill, obviously, and it's, and it's showing in this series. And, He's been there, and the Bruins' top guys haven't. And he has great slashing skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so does Pnuff. All right, how does he not get a double, like a double minor or like a major for slashing back? It's two-handed slash across the. Hey arm. guys. Hey, right, welcome hey, back, Jimmy. Jimmy. Sorry about that. You want Everybody's to know where we left off? Yeah, let's pick up where we left <laughs> off because you were going with a really good point there. Yeah. So okay. So basically. You know, I, I think it's just going to be key for Don Sweeney right now to really go out and find a guy that come in and be that number one defenseman, alleviate some minutes off chart, filter him down the depth chart, 
and then allow all these young players to develop because it's pretty obvious, I think, right now. And look, this is not to take away from anything that Char did because I think he had a surprisingly great year. Um, and I, I thought he's been playing pretty well down the stretch and into the playoffs here. But, you know, he's clearly worn out. And whether he wants to admit it or not, he's a very proud guy. Uh, father time's catching up. And, it's not, you know, that's just the way it goes. And it's no knock on him. He's had an awesome career. But they need somebody else to come in now and be that go-to guy on defense. And I don't think it can be Charlie McAvoy just yet. I, do, I, I think that would be rushing the kid a little too much. Can he come in and be in the top four? For sure. Can he be in the top two? For sure. But I don't think he is ready to just be the number one man just yet, and I think that's going to be a key in the offseason. So, what do you uh, think of Brandon Carlos playing? Well, I think he's been great. You know, I, I, I think he's more, you know, as opposed to McAvoy being this puck-moving, really um, offensive-capable defenseman. I, I think Carlos is a very stay-at-home guy. I think he's going to do well. He's definitely going to end up being in the top four. I think he's kind of exceeded expectations, uh, just as McAvoy has right now. Um, it's too bad that he's been out uh, and not getting a lot of minutes, not being able to contribute in the playoffs. But uh, I think overall it was a success for him this year, and he's only going to get better. So, uh, Jimmy, uh, Tuka Rask, as you know, he's we've, we've talked about you and I, has taken his yeah. beatings. Uh, it seems oh, that yeah. no- it seems like no one gives him praise when he does well, but when he has a bad game, uh, all the, uh, you know, the un- the underlings of the world come out of the woodwork and just, uh, you know, uh, lambaste him. So I, pr- you know, I don't think he's played that bad this series. I just think his defense has broke down a lot. I think maybe one or two he'd like to have back. What's your uh, take on him this series? How do you think he's playing? I think it's pretty much the same. I think overall he's been unreal. Uh, I-, I think he's given his team a chance to win every game. Has he had some brain cramps? Yeah. But overall, like you said, he's been great. And I, I, I think he's doing his job out there. Um, he can't control what he can't see. And I think that was the case on a couple goals that people questioned on him, saying, oh, the, those long-range goals he should have. Well, you know, I like to see them lace him up and go between the pipes and, and, and try and see over these huge forwards or over his own defensemen who are out of position screening him. I'd like to see those people try and do that because it's not as easy, uh, it's not as, easy as it is to say it. So... I, I think that, you know, people need to let up. And, that, and that's sort of just something I think that, you know, where some of my frustration comes around Boston lately is, you know, <laughs> over the last few years, and I get it, when you don't make the playoffs in two years, there's going to be plenty of frustration. People are going to want somebody to blame. But it's like, you know, okay, Claude, Claude's gone now. They finally got rid of Claude, so let's pick a new scapegoat. Okay, it's, it's Tuka Rask. Uh, you know, Tuka Rask is, uh, is really playing unreal right now. Let's pick a new scapegoat. Okay, it's the referee. Oh, and, true. You know, I, I, I think people just need to, to step uh, back a bit and say, you know what? No, it's a collective effort out there. Watch Jimmy, the game. It's, we're spoiled you know? in the city. We're spoiled in the city after the last 15 yeah. to 17 years. It's, it's just, uh, you know, I think we're about the same age. You remember, you know, prior to, the, you know, prior to 2000, it was just the Celtics and it was nothing else. So Exactly. I mean, it's... You know, this new generation, uh, my, my co-host included, don't know how good they have it. <laughs> they don't. And, you know, the other thing is, too, got, people got to remember, you talk about how it's, it's different now. Another thing that's different now, uh, and it's been great for the Brew is that they've had sort of some stability behind the bench or between the pipes. I mean, you go back to when we were growing up, it was like a rotating door behind the bench. Marker. You know, and then it was in, in net, it was a goalie cemetery. They talk about Philly being a goalie, goalie cemetery. cemetery. <laughs> this place was a goalie cemetery, too. This That's is where right. goalies came to go out to pasture and get killed. John Casey. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, good. Jim Carrey. You know, you name it. Keep going. I mean, it's, it's so I think people need to appreciate the fact that they've had a guy like Zuccarazzi hey, who's been so consistent, you know? God bless. Amen. And then, and then, and then it's like, and then it's like replacing with who? They don't have anyone else. We yeah. saw how Malcolm the backup Subban. situation went when he got injured. Yeah. I mean, it's asinine. Who don't win a game was... until like April? Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, let's ride I mean, him into the playoffs. Let's ride Hudobin into the playoffs. Oh God! What are you smoking out there? Like, is is the medicinal marijuana that good here? I'm not sharing. I'm not sharing. In Denver, because it sounds like they're smoking it here. Oh. 
It's it's um it's really unbelievable. I mean, but, I remember earlier this year when Carlo wasn't playing well, people were like trade Carlo, get rid. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's 19 years well, old. Well, guys, I will say for that, I would have done that deal. I, oh, okay. I, I, I think Carlo. Well, I think going forward with all the depth they are going to have with young, good defensemen coming through the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. They need another center. And, you know, one, uh, an elephant in the room right now, not only just with his contract, but with his play right now, is David Krejci. I mean, he, he's just, he's lost. I don't know what's happened to oh, him. I know. And, you know, to go out and get, I think that would be a pretty even trade for both teams. It would address both needs. I think that the the Bruins could definitely benefit off of Matthew Shane or Landis Gog. Um, you know, and if Kyle's the price, that's the price. you got to give to get. I don't think that people are like, oh, just, you know, they want to get rid of him and just throw him away. But if something like that comes along, you have to really examine it. And I think that's why Don Sweeney did just that. And he'll probably revisit it at the draft. Um, speaking of loss, how about Ryan Spooner? Oh, God. But, but guys, it was Claude Julien's fault. Remember, he didn't, he didn't like me. He, the coach doesn't like me. Oh, where? Are you no kidding? Like, what was he thinking saying that? And because once he says that, he puts a bullseye on his back. And I, I'm really disappointed in a lot of people in the media here that don't call out Spooner and go back to that and say, you know, I would sit right to him if I was covering the team on a daily basis. Put in the locker room. I would go right up to him and be like, do you want to take that on that now? Because obviously it wasn't Claude Julian's fault. Obviously, you just can't play tough hockey. You're not a tough hockey player, and you don't go to the dirty areas. You don't do what's necessary to be a center in this league. And that's why you keep getting moved to the wing. That's why your minutes keep going down. And Bruce Cassidy's doing the same exact thing that Claude Julian did with Ryan Spooner, and nobody's calling him out. So, you know, I think Ryan Spooner need to really look himself in the mirror. And I think the Bruins really need to examine what his future is here I mean, because I, I just don't like that type of attitude around my young players. Well, you got to think about, remember, Frankie Vitrano said something too, and he's barely been up here. So he has, like, no ground yeah. at all. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't know. It, that, yeah, that's, you know. And that's, that's sort of that mentality and that attitude, you, you hope that that's not something that's prevalent mm-hmm. amongst the young core and team right now. I don't think it is. But you don't want it to spread, and I think that's something they need to really look at. You know, you want to make sure that you have a lot of good skill, and you, you want to make sure that they're able to play, but you also want to make sure that you've got the right mix of, of people and attitude in that dressing room, and that's, that's what wins cups. I mean, let's face it, guys. At this time of year, you need that right mesh. You need that good attitude. You don't need people pointing fingers all the time. Oh, yeah. All right. Jimmy, I know you're tight on time, so I just want to ask you quickly about – some of the other series going around the NHL, obviously I think the biggest surprise right now is the Chicago Blackhawks being down three games to none to Nashville and only having two goals scored in that series. And I, I'm just baffled about how Nashville has been able to limit the Blackhawks. Yeah, it, it's really, it's been unreal. And I mean, look, we've seen Peter Laviolette work some, uh, some playoff magic in the, in the past, as uh, Bruins fans well know. But, you know, and, and obviously we'll be getting Carolina, but I didn't see this coming at all. I mean, I... Nashville was a weird team this year. On paper, they actually, I, I felt like they could go really far. And I, I don't even remember. I, somebody had tweeted to me today that I had predicted them to win the Cup. Um, and I think I was just doing that to tick off Montreal people. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was more, I did see a lot of potential there. I saw Forsberg ready to become, to take that next step to being the superstar he is now. And, I, you know, they have a lot of good young prospects there. They, if on paper, I thought they had arguably the best defense core in the NHL. I mean, you could say that about Minnesota as well. Um, but you look at, and that's another surprise right there, but you look at their defense, and now I think that's all coming to fruition. I, I think they sort of they had some injuries. It took them a while to adapt to PK being there, and now they're all sort of messed together, and it's, it's coming together at the, at the best time possible, and that's the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then the other thing is, is Pekka Redding, who I think, you know, no one can argue has been wildly inconsistent the past couple of years. We know he's got skill. We know he's, he's got the goods to do it, but he hasn't been the Pekka Rennie we saw, say, in 2012. And, you know, there was even talk of uh, the other kid there, I forget his name, Soros, of him maybe taking over and with the, with the Preds look to maybe move Rennie into something. I don't think that's going to happen now because he's been 
awesome in this series and it's a great story there and you know for anyone that's been to nashville that place rocks it's a cool city and for them to get some uh, another playoff run uh would be great for them and the league how about toronto wow i mean look i had a feeling this series would go longer than other people thought but i i, I didn't see it going the way it's going right now i mean it, it's unreal and it you know, I, I've heard Pierre Maguire say it or, whether, you know, Pierre Lebron or, or Darren Drager, and they all say, look, these guys are out there. They're playing with, with house money, and there's no pressure on it. And they're absolutely right, and it all, it's, it's almost like they got the complete antithesis, the complete opposite of that facing the Capitals because the Capitals are just the complete opposite of that. They have all the expectations in the world on them. I mean, it's just... This is supposed to be it for them. You know, this is do or die for that Caps team right now. They're going to blow that thing up if they choke here. And, you know, so for them to come in against a young, loose team like this, I thought was very dangerous. It's going to be a huge test. And they always say the first round is the toughest test. And they're proving that right now. And, I mean, guys, wouldn't it be crazy if, you know, we're talking a week or two from now and both the number, the number one seeds are out? I mean, the you know, both eight seeds won. I've never, I, I can't remember that ever happening, not just in hockey, but in pro sports. I, I don't, yeah. I've never seen that happen in my lifetime. You know, I mean, Ovechkin, I think, is made by the, made it by the first round once or twice in his career. Yeah. So, you know, they're a bunch of choking dogs anyway. So I call this is like the choking dog bowl because it leaves choke too. So, but anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, you guys know about that, that, that new, uh, the new drink they serve, right? Around no. NHL buildings? No. Yeah, it, it, it's called um, the, the Ovechkin, and it's a, it's a white Russian without a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy would be here all night, tried the veal, and tip your waiters a week. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, do you have a quick uh, two more minutes? or? Yeah, yeah, we'll get into a little more. Yeah, yeah so uh, we're having a debate here. You probably saw the uh, idiotic fan and the, the uh, Eric Carlson incident. Um I'm in the camp thinking I do not condone that idiot for being an idiot, but I also don't condone what Carlson's swinging his stick around the stands. Um, Jason and uh, Mike feel the other way, think that kid deserves everything he gets. So what's your take on all that, all that whole thing? you think Carlson should have kind of like took the high road and been a professional, or that kid should have took his lumps? No, I think the kid's got to take his lumps, and I would have done the same thing as Carlson. I, I really would. I mean, it, I mean, guys, these guys are human. They're you know, we got to remember that just because they're athletes doesn't mean they're not immune to emotions or being offended or startled. They don't know what's going on there. They're walking off. They're getting bombarded. I don't know if you saw it too. They were trash. Yeah. So we're in. I don't. I couldn't see the number, but he did nail one of the players with a beer. So you know, he did. Okay. Hey, I I grew up in a day when you know like, they they were doing that to Chris and I all the time. He ended up, yeah, or Millbury, and you know, like, come on, I mean. It's fair game. Once you start doing that, it's fair game, guys. I mean, and it's dangerous, too. I mean, what if, what if one of these get hurt? You know, it's, don't initiate that. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, I like I said, I, I'm not condoning what that kid did. He's a complete tool bag. Yeah. He gives- no, I don't be thicker skin and walk away and be more professional. I get it, but you get caught up in the heat of the moment there, and especially in the playoffs, it's so emotional, and then you're getting bombarded. You're under siege from these fans, basically. I mean, we saw how we got to Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. but I, you know, it's, as long as we don't have to deal with any uh, racial stuff again, because I, I just oh, I hated when that happened with oh, yeah. Dan in 2004, because it just it, it stereotypes our city, and it's not fair. And and you know, no. for anyone that's probably age 40 or over, we know that this city has has gone leaps and bounds from what it used to be when it comes to racism. And, yeah. um, you know, I'll never forget that, covering that and being right there when, oh. when Subban, you know, and, and this is where I gained a lot of respect for Subban, um, was when he went out and said, don't blame the city of Austin. Blame that idiot. That's it. So, right. You know, and like, so I hope, I hope, you know, it's obviously on a lesser scale, but I hope the people around the league and the people around the sports world aren't going to start going off on Boston saying we're animals or what. You know, we have no uh, – just look every at it, has isolate that incident. Yeah, every city's got idiots. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, 
But all right, Jimmy, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. Jimmy. Hey, anytime. Great meeting you. Thank you, Jimmy. Enjoy the yeah, meeting. All right, man. Be good. All right, well. Even though Jimmy, all right. Jimmy so Murphy, Joe, you really want you cool. want to go at it now, Joe, or what? No, well, hey, no, hey, guys, eat Jimmy Murphy, who's extremely cool, as we met at Blogapalooza. I still don't think, God forbid, if that stick hits someone in the face so, beside that tool bag, or broke the kid's hand, he's he's gonna sue. It was just, I mean, you gotta blame security too. I think security took way too long to get over there. A lot, of, a lot of elements though. I just don't think you should go in there with sticks. I'd rather have him gone in the stands and try to maybe fight the kid than hit him with a stick. You know what I mean? I just the stick thing is not good. You can see what happens to sticks. You saw, you know, uh, what Sidney Crosby basically broke a uh, dude's finger off with it. You know, it just it could cause so much damage and to innocent people too. Good. So it was just completely reckless. I feel on Carlson's part to do that. I get emotion, but you can't go with the stick. You just you can't. Well, I think it's the fans' fault for being an idiot. No, I I I agree. I I said that before. I don't condone that toolback for being a toolback. But you got to look at the other side of the ledger too. Carlson, so Mike, this is the thing. This is what I said. I go, so you talk, you talk crap to me in my office. You try to uh, sting, uh, steal my swing line stapler, and I hit you over the head with my laptop. Do I have a right to do that? Really, hit you over the head with a laptop? I don't think so. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You I, just, I just think you're taking. I, I just think you're looking at it all wrong. You're like, oh, well, he should be suspended or fined for something he did to a fan. But I equate it to someone breaking into your house. You're like that's someone's. That's like what do you, I know. It wasn't Carlson's stick. But it's his teammate's property. It's his team's property. And the guy reached over. And if someone breaks into your house, are you just going to sit there and say, go ahead, take what you want? Or are you going to defend yourself? You're going to defend yourself. And I think that's what Carlson was doing. Grand Theft Auto right there. Grand Theft Co- Coho. I, I, just, I just don't see this kid really rustling that stick away like the way he did. Please. I mean, I, I don't know. The cops should have got over there quicker to break that crap up anyway. And that probably would have stopped the whole thing. So that's TD Garden's fault, too. Um, I, I just don't think uh, – you can't just – now, uh, let's let's flip the script. If this was a Bruins player up in Ottawa, this Bruins player would have been arrested. You know this for a fact. You would have been it would have been Montreal over again. You know that for a fact. And I would and I do not. If a Bruins player did this, I call them out too. This is garbage. You just can't do that stuff. This is in the seventies and eighties, and people going in the stands beating the hell out of each other. You can't do it anymore. So you can't do that with a stick. And that girl who's sitting right in front of that kid with her boyfriend almost got hit over the head with that. Now, what would happen then? That's she needs to turn around, tell that kid to sit down. What's that? She needs to turn around, tell that kid to sit down, and stop it. Oh. It's on her. How many women are gonna do that, dude? None. <laughs> yeah, unless they're with you, stud. Um, but th- that's the thing. They could, it could have, it could have went really bad. That's the thing too. You, you guys have to look at it from that angle. It could have went bad. I'm talking about the people around him too. They, it broke the kid's hand. Do you think like grabbing the guy's stick or breaking the kid's hand? What's what's worse? You know, that's just my opinion, you know. But anyway, I digress. I didn't even get a lot of hits on that story. I just, I just don't think it was as egregious as you think it is. And, I like, if, if he did it to, like, Brett Bergeron or someone after the game, I'd be like, okay, that's a cheap shot. But, like, it wasn't anyone that had anything to do with, with the play on the ice. So, I mean, I just don't see why Carlson Well, I mean, be- we're not in Rome. This isn't like gladiators. You know what I mean? You, you, people are in the stands. They're human beings, too. They get emotional. What they do is wrong. You can yell, scream, do whatever you want, but you can't throw stuff on the ice. That was stupid. I yeah, mean, see, seriously, people... we got to stop. Bruins fans got to stop doing that well, dude, crap, they did stuff on the ice. It's not just Bruins fans. Montreal fans did that in 2014. Do you remember that? I'm, I'm not just. I'm not just blaming Bruins fans. I'm. Just, I'm just saying in general, like, the, like, I, I'm just. I'm almost just speaking more to Bruins fans because I live in Boston. Whatever. Just stop throwing crap on the ice. If you don't agree with the call, you don't agree with the call. You don't like the outcome of the game. You don't like the outcome of the game. Don't throw crap on the ice and throw water bottles and throw beer cans and trash on the ice. You just make yourself look like tools. Oh, absolutely. That, that, yeah, just like Jimmy said, now they're going to make Boston fans are the most horrific fans on the earth, even though uh, pretty much any city that gives a crap about their town is going to have complete yahoos. You know, so, I mean, we, we've seen it before. We saw the Toronto stronger stuff in 2013 with Toronto, which was horrible, which I was think was deplorable. You saw Chicago stronger, all that stuff deplorable, awful after, you know, the things – that were said, um, I, you know, Toronto fans are some of the worst fans I've ever seen uh, on Twitter and so forth. Like after they beat us in the regular season game, someone was, uh, t- uh, you know, yet again, can't blame the whole fan base, but there's elements. They're tweeting about the, uh, you know, they're happy that the uh, marathon bombings happened and all this stuff. So there are some really scumbag people on the earth, and they happen to be hockey fans. So. 
I totally agree. But anyways, let's get back I to some of this stuff. Yeah, you guys want to hear something funny? Sure. I predicted Nashville over Chicago, so if Nashville pulls us up, pulls us off, but, I called it. Yeah, you also called a sweep too, right? No, I did <laughs> I not. Really smoke too. But if there's a team that can come back from three zero, it's the, the Blackhawks, and they've done it. They've been down three one. They've come back, so um, they're not out yet. I think Corey Crawford. I don't know how you guys. I think he sucks as a goalie. I think he, when he when they played the Bruins in the thirteen cup, I thought his glove hand was the slowest thing ever. I think well, people seem to forget that he was like he was pulling the. The first round of that playoff run. Oh, was he? Oh, was yeah. it? What, whatever playoff run it was, he was like pulled for like a, a decent amount of games in the in the first, first series. Yeah. If you guys remember, the first cup they won, Niemi was the uh, anti Niemi was the goalie. But after that, the last two was were him for sure. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Montreal's you know that game the other night we got Lundqvist and Carey Price. What Lundqvist made fifty four saves and lost. That's amazing. That's a hell of a series. Yeah, that's been a goaltender's battle in that series. Uh, obviously, Lundqvist and Price have both been showing up, and that's been spectacular to watch. Uh, but can like, we I agree was, this Bruins-Ottawa series would like, be uh, different? I'm pretty surprised, but obviously Nashville, as we talked to him with Jimmy, I'm also pretty surprised that the St. Louis Blues are up three games. On. Minnesota, I never think, is really a good team. I don't know why. I just feel they never, with Suter and uh, Zach Fried, they've never really... And their coach know. sucks. He always chokes. He used to coach Capitals, remember? That? Yeah. Oh, he blows. He's like the worst pressure guy because he was in Washington lost all those years, too. And then he, then he went to the Ducks, and they, they couldn't get over the hump either. Oh, speaking of the Ducks, he just reminded me of Calgary. What did you think of that? the commentary about Dougie Hamilton? I thought that was hilarious, and I've been saying <laughs> that about Dougie Hamilton for, uh, like, ever Spot since on. we started this show. I, I just – I don't think Dougie Hamilton is a, that good of a defenseman. Yep. Everyone's always like, oh, Dougie Hamilton, what would the Bruins think if they had him? No, because he – See, that, that, was was the only, that was the only Calgary media, media people bashing Dougie Hamilton. Obviously, they don't like him up there either. Great trade. That was a great trade for the Bruins. He sucked. He didn't want to be here. He, he's. I never thought he was that good anyway. Defensively, I didn't think he was that good at all. I no. thought he was probably above average offensively, but I didn't think he was like, you know, I think McAvoy's going to bring you more. Yeah, I just thought, I just thought for a top 10 pick, you, you would have expected a little bit more out of Hamilton. So like you said, I, I, I wasn't even that mad they traded him, to be honest. No, but, no. But the Ducks look pretty damn good. Yeah, the duck. Yeah, the, the Ducks look good. I mean, then you got um, Edmonton. I think uh, McDavid. Jesus, how good is that kid? My God, he just yeah, so it's not, fun to watch. Speaking of that, the Sharks have been shut out the past two games. They haven't even scored oh, a goal the past two games. Martin Jones. What happened to the the gods? The God himself, Martin Jones. What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that one today. Oh, guys. hey man, this is these are the people in the chat room. Mister uh, Ryan, one of the guys in here yet again. You know, the Tuca haters, the Martin Jones uh, get on my jock fan club. It's just amazing. <laughs> just... But, but anyways, I, 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 I do want to touch on the Leafs quickly, as, as Jimmy pointed out. Uh, he thought the series was going to go longer than anyone else, like most people thought. I Absolutely mean, does. this Leafs team is seriously talented. They're going to be well, a young, force man. sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, the young, the, I mean, the young, the, like I said, house money. They were talking about that Kessel trade that they got Anderson and they got another player from that trade, Nylander, from that uh, Penguins trade. So, I mean, that that absolutely helped them out a great deal. Well, like, you know, the, Babcock, hello. I mean, the guy's a Hall of Famer. He's, he's phenomenal. I wanted him when uh, they were talking about getting rid of Claude before he left Detroit. I wanted Babcock. I think the guy's awesome. I mean, he team, I mean, team Canada, look what he's done. I mean, his track record speaks for himself. So, I mean, it's kind of good that hockey's getting relevant up in Toronto again because it's like – the New York Yankees of hockey, right? They need to really have that. I also think they got a great draw. Like, playing Washington, who's notoriously choking. They have a ton of pressure on them. And like you said, they're playing with, like, at least they're playing with house money. They don't know any better. They're like 19-year-old kids just going to have fun playing hockey, showing up to the rink. Oh, they don't care. But, dude, Alex, uh, he made Ovechkin. That was a great joke, by the way. Um, but, Jimmy, uh, Ovechkin, this dude is just – his teams are just the biggest choking dogs. I mean, let me – let me look again. I gotta look at his playoff record again. Hold on. He has yes, he has only made it out of the first round one time since two thousand seven. That is amazing. Once. They haven't even been to the, he hasn't even been to the conference finals once nope. in his career. No, nope. that time that the Caps made it, he wasn't even on the team. I think that was the late nineties against Detroit. Um Yeah, that 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 is just amazing. That just tells you how light years like Sidney Crosby is from him, because Sidney Crosby makes the rest of his team better around him. 
even though I hate Sidney Crosby. But Ovechkin, he said he was always a selfish. Remember the year he was going to lead the league in goals and also a plus minus in, in the yeah. Bond he was like a he was like a minus thirty and had like fifty something goals. <laughs> He's so I I always hate him. I love when the uh, Team USA beat Russia uh, a couple years ago in that shootout because he his face. Oh God, I love it. I hate Ovechkin. He's the cheapest. Oh, he's garbage. I, I just hate that guy. I, that, I see them choking. They're gonna yeah, lose. he injured, he injured Carlo. Yep, he injured Carlo. Yep, even though he held up, everybody said. But uh, let, let's go back on the uh, – let's just talk about the, the, the Bobby Ryan, uh, you know, Riley Nash call. Granted, did it cost them the game? No. Was it a factor they lost? Absolutely. How do you let the whole – you know, get that – let that dude punch uh, Shallow in the face a couple times, punch Marshall in the face, you call nothing. But then – Riley Nash basically gets blown up by, what, it was a borderline elbow to the head uh, by Bobby Ryan. And then he just kind of, you know, hit, you know, slapped him in the face with his glove. And then Bobby Ryan basically looked like he got shot with a rifle. So he should have, like, almost four minutes for embellishment and an elbow. So yeah, I mean, I, I, see, I, see, I see exactly what you're saying. It's not like, like the ref didn't put the puck into the net himself and cost the ruins of the game. But you're you're giving Ottawa momentum in overtime when the Bruins, I thought, were controlling momentum of the game. Ottawa was for, uh, the third period. The Bruins, I thought, owned, and then the. Yeah. With the Bruins depleted defense, they don't really have good penalty killers right now. Like. Adam McQuaid's out. He usually penalty kills. I mean, uh, Carlos out. He usually penalty kills. Tory Krug sometimes penalty kills when like towards the end of a shift. Like that would have been Tory Krug out there instead of instead of Tommy Cross, or it would have been Adam McQuaid instead of Joe Morrow. It's like you look at this and it's like, oh. just watching him out there, like, oh my god, what are we doing here? I don't know why they didn't start that Gresling. Didn't he play a few games last year? I'm pretty sure he played this year. Oh, he well, he did play. A few, he so played a few games this year. Just bad. That, that was worse than the uh, second period in game one. That was worse. Yeah, um, let me ask you guys a question. Yeah, do, do, because I debated this with Mark Allred earlier today. I want to hear your opinion on it. How much of the blame do you place on that last goal on Tommy Cross? You cut out one more time. How much of the blame do you place on that last goal on Tommy Cross? On Tommy Cross, a big part. You look like I saw. I'm pretty sure it was a play when you see him like just on his knee, uh, you know, crumbled halfway over. Going, I can't believe that. His his positioning on that play was brutal. Yeah, he's not. He's not not the entire reason for the entire Bruins loss. Correct. No, hell no. Neither the refs, neither the refs. It's a combination of everything. They just that first period you blame everyone, and then the second period you give them credit for coming back. And third period they should have won that game. Crutchy had a shot that open net. Oh my god, how did he miss that? And then you know Pasternak a couple of times too. It was a team loss. The, the game, you know, the second game, Chara, yeah, he's gassed and all that stuff. He made a bad. Play. He, I didn't like how everybody skewered him. Blame the loss on him. None of these games you can't blame any of these on one guy. It's a collective. Both those games is a collective. Now think about this way: they should never won game one. So they stole one. They split up there. That was good. And uh, they, they kind of coughed up a furball. If they lose tomorrow, they're done. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> what do you think? I don't, you think, yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's all solely on Tommy Cross either. But, I mean, he, he didn't have really good positioning there on the goal. And he let Bobby Ryan go right by him. And he didn't even try and defend him. It was just an overall, I think, a piss-poor effort on the defensive end. But I agree with Joe. It's been... A team effort, like you can look at different stretches of every game and say why the Bruins weren't good. Like in game one, the Bruins didn't get a shot in the whole second period. Yes, they ended up winning the game, but they didn't even have a shot. And then game two, you look at the Bruins are three to one going into the third period and they let their foot off the gas and gagged away a lead in the third period. And then you look at yesterday's game, the first period, they were like they got down three nothing early in the first period, the Bruins didn't show up to play. So you can look at Three separate issues and not blame one certain player for the reason why this series is where it is. You know, you know what? And another thing too, for me, I, I would be—I'm going to be a little disappointed they don't win the series because they can win the series. If they got the Capitals, they're just not a good matchup with them because they have no team speed really. Um, 
I'd be kind of like, you know, I'm happy they're here. I, I think they should win a round. They should win this round. I mean, they've been playing them. They're decimated with injuries, and they've been playing this team pretty even. So if they come out and put out a clunker tomorrow, this is going to be, you know, smell of the old clove days, and that's not going to sit well with me. What do you guys think? I'm waiting on Mike here. <laughs> I, I, do, oh, I think you guys. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I, I didn't know you were waiting on me. Uh, I think. If, I think what you said earlier too, that the Bruins lose tomorrow, was going to be very, very tough for them to win this series, just for the whole fact that the Ottawa has home ice because they have obviously they're going to have two more cracks at home. Uh, I think tomorrow should be the Bruins should be, should be playing a must-win game. They should throw everything they have to try and win tomorrow's game. Yep. And. Do whatever it takes to even up the series. Uh, it seems like they're going to have reinforcements back with uh, Colin Miller. And uh, Carlos seems to be out still, but Colin think, Miller is hopefully going to be back. Because they Jimmy need to get Hayes. Like said, Tommy Cro- Jimmy Hayes, come on, Joe. <laughs> I, just, I had to do it. I was mismaking fun of that clown. <laughs> also, I'm, also, I'm very, very unhappy with David Krejci. Oh, it's about baby. time. You're pinky. I'm very, very unhappy. But just, oh my god! He, but the reason, the reason I'm pissed off is because he played all 82 games and he bagged the first enough. two playoff games. You can't. I'm sorry. You can't do that. You can't play all 82 games and then all of a sudden the playoffs start and just be like, oh, I can't go. I'm sorry. You can't do that. And you're leaving the your team in a bad spot. As jo, as Jimmy Murphy said earlier, the Bruins don't have good centers. They have yeah. zero good centers Sooner besides blows. obviously. Obviously, besides Bergeron, I mean, then you look Riley Nash and Dominic Moore. I think have played really, really well, but they're yeah. fourth line people. They're fourth yeah. line guys. They you shouldn't be. They shouldn't be relied Those upon. Are your best to be, guys, that's scary. Yeah, they shouldn't be relied upon to be your second and third best forwards in the series, which they have been. Mike, so, you weren't on, you weren't on the show last week, but we were talking about Bacchus. I mean, thank God for that goal last night because his his contract's looking bad. I I thought when the Bruins first signed him, I I. I, I, oh, I, I love- I, I no, I was kind of, I, I I would say I was in between. I was like scratching my head, but at the same time, I was like, he could be good to help him get into the playoffs because the last two years they choked. He's a good leadership guy, but I also said his contract's a little bit too much though. Like he's never yeah. really, he's never, never really been a like a prolific scorer or anything like that. And then he's he, the the way that NHL is trending, his style of play is not the yeah. where it's going. You look at the like Leafs, right? They have a bunch of guys that can skate up and down the ice. And you look at, you look at even um, like it's just like Pittsburgh goes up and down the ice. It's just I don't think Bacchus is that player that you can well, look at. The one, the one thing I do give Bacchus credit is that he's one of the only guys on this team that stands in front of the net. It just amazes me that no one they the Bruins set up. They're nowhere near the net. Like they are nowhere in front of the net. They're in the top of the slot, but there's no one in there mucking it up like, you know, like when they used to have Char down there on the power play. At least Bacchus plays in front of the net and causes a screen or whatever. Like, they don't do any of that. It's maddening. It pisses me off so much that they can't, like, the Senators, they were always buzzing in front of the net and causing havoc, and the Bruins just don't know how to do it. It's amazing. Yeah, you know definitely, what? The way that I'm looking at is frustrating. This is mostly Very just a. Bruins team that's injured that is struggling to get to full health because I think this would be a totally different series if this team was at oh, full great. health. Oh, I'm not, I'm not blaming injuries. Yeah. I'm not blaming injuries. I'm not going there. No, no, no. I mean, no, you can't. It's not an excuse, but it is a factor. Okay, you, it is a factor. They, they're playing with, with uh, HL defensemen. They're playing they with defensemen who shouldn't even be in the NHL. Well, Charlie McAvoy, if he has not been playing like he's playing above his head and he's doing pretty freaking well, I mean, he's impressive as hell to me. But the Bruins did the same thing with this with this. A few years ago, when they went in that run against Chicago, Tory Krug stepped in bro, uh, when Steinberg got hurt, and they had Matt Brakowski playing. They had Dougie Hamilton oh, playing. Gosh, like they, if this happened before, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blaming the injuries. I'm not. And look, I get it. It, it. Obviously, it plays a factor, but it's not the like, like as you said, Joe. They've been in every game, and you've looked at every game and said, okay, they had a chance to win, but they just didn't get it done. I got a quick question because I know you guys know the younger guys better than me. So do you? I know JFK played one game. You don't think he's like an upgrade over Schaller or uh, whatever the hell the other kid, not Canali. I don't know his name. Corrali. Corrali. I mean, don't you think it would be worth to have him up or no? The one thing that pisses me off is that when they had the Peter Solaric and he was playing with Poshnik and Krejci, they looked pretty yes. damn good as a line. And, and then he had, and then he had one bad game where he had a turnover and then he got sent down and you haven't seen you haven't seen him since. 
What about Jaden? I don't know why they just. I don't think he's ready to be honest. Yeah. I don't think he's ready really for the see... moment. I didn't watch that Washington game too much. Did he look that bad? Because people say he looked lost. JFK in that one. Yeah, I don't think he's fit to to be in the NHL yet. And I, I think the NHL playoffs would overwhelm him. Even though the Bruins have, like, in this series, a bunch of players with their first playoff experience, I think just to throw a rookie in there for, like, a yeah. second NHL game would be too much for him to handle. Yeah, well, I'm thinking having Morrow and Lyles in there is too much for them to handle, too. Um, oh, John Michael Lyles sucks. Oh, he's so bad. Thank God we gave up. How many picks for him, too? Two. A third and a fifth for John Michael Lyles. How scary is that, Morrow? What do we do? And Lyles, like, have played a combined, like, four games between them prior to the playoffs in, like, three months. Hey, you know uh, what? And, and, you can, Go ahead. and you can also look at who they gave up for uh, for both of those. They gave up a third and oh, a fifth for uh, they gave up a third and a fifth for Lyles, and they also uh, Joe Morrow was part of the Sagan trade. He's the only guy left from the Sagan trade. Granted, let's just talk about Sagan for a minute. How many times has he made the playoffs since he's been with the Stars? Once, Once. twice, maybe. So Once. Once. Yep. So they're not that trade. I'm not saying the Bruins won that trade because they didn't, but it's just they're not. They didn't really help either team, to be honest with you. To, you know, end of the day. Well, think, think about think about think about it this way: How much better would the Bruins be if they had Sagan, Marchand, and Bergeron as their first line? Oh God, Jesus! I, I don't know this. Then you could have Pasternak with Krejci, and oh my God, that would. <laughs> anyway, no, if we had Joe Thornton still, and, and we had Bobby, and we didn't trade Bobby Orr, uh, it would have been a whole different world. But I'm but I I do I do like the direction this team is going, and with the young players, and I am. I am ha- and I am happy that the Bruins. We are actually discussing playoff hockey because imagine if the oh, Bruins sure. were in the were in the playoffs. What the hell would we be talking about? For- we we, all, we knew. I mean, honestly, back in February before Claude was fired, who thought they were gonna have a shot? Not me. I didn't think they have a shot. They played six hundred uh, hockey, six six fifty hockey the way you know down the stretch. And so the like- Garden was actually electric last night. Like that was a great atmosphere for the the crowd like, was great. The playoff like- Boston missed playoff hockey. You could just tell oh, it was yeah. overdue. I do, I do. I, I'm going out now with my friends during the week. It's, like, amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> the happens when you're old and married. But, but, I, but I will say, the one thing I don't miss about playoff hockey is the heart attack it gives you during the game. Oh, you know what? Overtime, they might as well just, like, you know, cut your arm open and just pour, like, fire ants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it just, there's nothing enjoyable about it. Now, what's funny is after I have my... You know, I was sick with cancer and all that. I, my friends have been like, you've been very, you know, very laid back and more optimistic. And not like when the Bruins lost the two games, like granted, one time my son was in the room, so I couldn't really swear. So I had to say, I can't even say crap or poop in front of my son. So I have to say like rotten tomatoes or something stupid. Um, I didn't get that mad when they lost last night. I, I just shut the TV up. Didn't get mad. Shut off. Because you know why? I haven't had in so long. I can't complain about not. Ha- I can't complain about the heartburn and them losing because I, I'd rather have this than nothing. So yeah, no Maylocks this week, Joe. What's that? Better than nothing. No Maylocks this week. Well, guys, let me tell you what happened to me today. So I'm going to tell you right now. You guys are young. Okay, I, I wish this will never happen to you in your millions of years. Now, Is this something you, you should know, really say over a podcast? I don't give a shit. <laughs> I said we don't have sponsors now, so I can say shit, 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 shit. But anyway, so um, no, I had to get a uh, basically had a camera stuck up my, you know what. So that is not fun. That's you know that's probably one of the most painful things on the earth. So you know what? Uh, anything uh, that can make me happy, I'm good with right now. So Bruins playoff hockey. No preparation age. Uh, Deke wrong wrong end. <laughs> well, but, uh, well. Anyways, yeah. Joe, feel better with that. But uh, no, no, you got no guys. You got what? Uh, the doctor. You probably go to the dentist. Same thing. They try to talk to you. The, the doctor says to me, "You doing okay?" I'm like, "No, not really." <laughs> this is a natural. I'm not doing okay. But I digress. No. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing okay, but thanks for asking, buddy. <laughs> you grab my, you grab my, uh, my Johnson. Thanks a lot. It's time for <laughs> but anyway, things go oh, out of that. God. They don't win. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also, I also do. I also am pretty upset with Brad Marchand because he needs to start playing better, yeah, or else the Bruins will not will not win this series. And Marchand knows uh, the Bruins for those last two games of the season. He needs to start stepping up. 
Oh, yep, and so does, Ber- so, so does Bergeron. So does Bergeron. People got to stop giving Bergeron all the all the mighty praise he gets from the city because sometimes he deserves criticism too. If Tom Brady can get criticism, so can Patrice Bergeron. Bruins fans got to realize. Never got criticism. What are you talking about? A couple years ago, when people were stupid. Yeah. Yeah, but Patrice but Bergeron anyway. deserves criticism too. He hasn't been that good in this series either. No, no, no. I mean, who? And I'm sorry. Last night, last night he was trash in the faceoff dot. He got beat a lot. And that's oh, he got beat a ton. And that's well, not good Especially in that third no. period when the Bruins needed them to get the puck out the most. Who's been Who's been good offensively for the Bruins? Because I think all uh, what nine goals or seven goals they sc- or eight goals they scored have been by eight different dudes. It's been the, it's, it's no, been I, everybody that's not a core guy. No, I understand that uh, their offense hasn't been great, but. Like, I keep going back to what Jimmy said. You look at Eric Carlson's the best player in the series, and oh, Bobby yes. Ryan's scoring. You have Mike Hoffman scoring. All their big guys are scoring. Yeah, uh, Carlson is filthy. I mean, he, as much as I don't like his uh, slashing skills, he is filthy rotten. God, he's so I used good. To tra- I used to trash on Carlson because he couldn't play, like, defense in his own end, and he couldn't play on the penalty kill. But, oh, boy, oh, boy, has he gotten so much better. Oh, he's unbelievable. He really is. I mean, like, I, you know, like I didn't condone what he did, but I, I – I can still tell, you know, play when he's unbelievable. You know, he may not be mentally, you know, smart. But, uh, yeah, he's pretty unbelievable. So, I just – you know what, Craig also, Anderson – Also, before we make – oh, go ahead, sorry. Craig Anderson is not that good anymore. So, they need to get more shots on him. I, I don't know. Get in front of him and screen him. It just it, – like I said, it maddens me how they can't get in front of the net. They need to start doing that pretty quick. This I agree. I, also, I think it's a, I think it's a really good sign, though, also that the, the Ottawa trap hasn't been – that bad for Correct. the Bruins to to overcome in the series. One period, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, the Bruins have been like you said. There's been a lot of good things, a lot of bad things, but they're right there in this series. And tomorrow should be should be a great game. So uh, obviously they got Wednesday. Was it Wednesday, Friday, Sunday? Sunday? If it goes that far, and then Wednesday, which is so dumb. Game seven will be three days later. So ridiculous. Wait. So it's Wednesday, Wednesday, so it's Friday. Sunday, and then, oh, Wednesday. Oh, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. If yeah, it goes to game sucks. seven, it's going to, yeah. That's that does pretty, suck. Dixie Chicks must be playing up in Ottawa again. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> what could it be, Shania Twain? Well, here, I'm going to make my prediction, gentlemen. I'm going to go bold. I'm going to go, like, this game uh, pretty much woke them up. The tears of Riley Nash has soothed their soul, and they will win in six. Win in six, huh? You have win in the next four? I mean, yeah. the next three? I do, I do, and even if they lose, you know what? They gave me pleasure. I'm like what I received today at the doctor's. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna go as bold as you. I think the Bruins will win tomorrow and even the series and go back to to Ottawa two two. I, I think this is going seven. I, I'm gonna say the Bruins squeak out, squeak it out in seven. Kind of similar to Game One where they uh, scored late. I think it's gonna be something along the lines like that. Bruins in seven. Jason so says they wanted. You guys gonna hate me then? Uh, I hate you, Jason. Good. Because I'm going to go out of one six. You know what? Why don't you just quit? Get off the show. I'm done. <laughs> it's part of my job. Why don't you go I climb it's... another mountain, Jason. Go climb it's... another mountain. Oh, trust me. I have plans. Don't go there. But Joe, it's... Joe, what happened to Captain Optimism over there? It's oh, not about Jason? optimism. It's about being realistic. And you know He's what? It's going to all come down to whether or not, as a team, the Bruins can get healthier. You know what? You know what? We're, I don't know you anymore, Jason. I think we. I think Mike and I are breaking up with you. I, I just. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's us. It's you. Well, Fine, I'll find another girl. I, don't out st- I, I just don't think. I don't think Ottawa is as good as people think. Like, uh, like the Bruins have played so bad in for periods, periods during all three of these games, and have been in every game. That's why I don't think that if the Bruins can just play a full game for once, please, for once, oh, play true. a full they game, have, they'll yeah. win. They'll win. I mean, they played two of their worst periods. Like you said, Joe, I'm happy we're talking about playoff hockey. Jason, happy we're talking about playoff hockey because last when we started this, when we started the show, we weren't talking about playoff hockey because the Bruins choked so much. I remember those days. Remember those days of silliness before you. Those days in which I can predict the Bruins losing and end up correct twice in a row. Before you found the forty-four-year-old dude that had his erectile issues. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's All, right. All right. So Sorry, I, I think I, I think that's a good time to to, um, 
<laughs> just sign off now, and um, we'll be, you can you can follow myself on Twitter. I'm at MikeInsider22. Jason's at JasonBuckley91. Uh, Joe is at BigBadBruins88. You can also follow our personal account at Bruins underscore Beat. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk Don't about hopefully hopefully a game seven or a Bruins victory in six, as Joe predicted. But Thanks, uh, we'll Mark. be talking. We'll talk to you. Yeah, thank you for Jimmy Murphy for coming on. We we'll hope to have Jimmy on soon. And, Mike's uh, distracted. We'll Mike's distracted. Uh, Mike's new computer is just so dazzling. <laughs> what the hell am I distracted about? Mike, what Mike, what computer did you get before we leave? What? Why? Why, why are you saying I'm distracted? Because your brain, because your brains are the erectile comment from Joe. We aren't even not. We've, about- we've totally forgotten my part in the show too to finish it off. I've been talking about my crotch for twenty minutes. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just think we need to get, get off this show before, before Joe starts talking about stuff that we don't want to know about. <laughs> TMI. Hey, this, this, this episode, editing, Joe, it's okay. TMI. All right, so what is it? You can, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, right, Jason? You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher at Boston Bruins Beat Podcast. Don't forget, leave us a rate and subscribe on iTunes. We did the show tonight, so it'll probably be up tomorrow morning, which is when I plan on releasing it when I wake up tomorrow. Um, other than that, back to you, Mike. All right, awesome. We'll be back next week, hopefully talking about Bruins moving on to the second round. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Go Bruins.